everyone, and welcome back to the Bean Hive State, where you go for your guide to local coffee in the Salt Lake City area. I'm Marley, and I'm your host. Today on the show, we're going to be visiting Loki Coffee, a cafe in the Central 9th neighborhood. Loki Coffee is very new, and I'm very excited to be talking about them today. So our special guest today, we're going to be hearing from someone who has a lot more coffee experience than me. He's been a barista for, I believe, three years, and he's created plenty of outside-of-the-box drinks in his own kitchen. When he's not drinking coffee, our special guest studies UX and UI design and has a passion for technology. He also has recently started a brand new project, which we'll be hearing about a little bit within this episode, but I'll let him introduce himself. Hey, um, yeah, I've just been loving coffee for five years now and being a barista for three. So I was right. Yes, correct. (laughs) And your name is? Logan. Sorry, yeah, I forgot to say. My name is Logan. Um, So I'm very excited to talk about Loki Cafe and some other cafes around the Salt Lake City area as well. Yeah, so Loki, um, the first time I saw it, I was just driving down, like, 9th South where the whale is. And I think I was, like... Not the whale. I love the whale. I was going by, I believe, Coffee Garden. And mm. when you're going down that road, I saw this new building, and it looked so cute. It has this cute, like, tealish, greenish paint and, like, white paint, and it's kind of, like, rounded and pretty. Yeah, they have a cool, like, window fixture on the right side of it. It's very noticeable. Uh-huh. So I was just like, what is this? But they didn't have their logo up yet. But, like, later on, I was just on Instagram by, like, Thanksgiving time-ish, and I saw this, like, new post from a new cafe, and it was Loki Coffee. And I was like, oh, my God, that looks so cute. Like, we have to try. I believe I, like, sent their Instagram over to you. Or did you send it to me? You sent it to me, and then I was just like, let's go. Yes. So we went and tried it out, like, the next day. (laughs) And um, I got a mocha for my first time there, a hot one. And what did you order? So I ordered, like, their standard drips, what I usually get the first time I try out a a cafe. The drip that I tried, the first one was a Colombian roast, and then they gave me a free like blend after and they were both very very good um i did it with like some honey and some oat milk one thing about their cafe is they have like a do-it-yourself station and they have oat milk out no other cafe i've been to has had oat milk where they usually put the creamer which was super awesome uh yeah it was really good and then i had like a pastry as well yeah so first impressions what would you say like that time, what were what were you thinking? First impressions, well, I think something that's super important about every cafe is, like, what you see when you first walk in. When you first walk into Loki, you see a lot of plants, and a lot of seating is a very open area, and a lot of green as well. And those are all very, like, lively things, so you kind of get energized before you get your caffeine at all. Um, I personally love plants, so it was really fun to see, like, what they had there, and... It overall was just a really good vibe. So, I would agree. I yeah. feel like for me, like first walking in, I was like, "Oh my god! Like this is so cute." They have like cute mirrors in there, cute like arched architecture, which is really fun. Yeah. And I also noticed like their correct me if I'm wrong, like but like their espresso machine, like it's I believe I saw a post on their Instagram like it's like custom made for them, and it's so cute like the colors of it like it's kind of like a teal like vintagey looking. Yeah, like, they have their logo on it. It's really yes. pretty. But um, first impressions, I would say right there. Um, That first cup of coffee I got from them, the hot mocha, something that was super unique about it was that it had chocolate shavings on top, which I've never seen in the mocha before. But um, while we were there on our first trip to Loki, the owner, we were just talking with her, and she was saying that it was inspired by, like, a cup of coffee she had in New York. And I was like, I thought that was pretty cool, pretty fun. Actually, um, after we went and you got the mocha, um, a few days later I went 
to make a post about them. And so I got their mocha as well. And the chocolate shavings definitely make the drink. It's a very tasty mocha. It's not like a hot chocolate, though. It's very different. Um, a lot of the times when I go to, like, cafes, their mochas taste very hot chocolatey, just with coffee. There is more coffee than it is chocolate, that's for sure. But um, it was really tasty. And you can tell they put a lot of effort into the presentation of the coffee. All their latte art is really amazing. And that is not an easy thing to master. It's, like, one of the things I struggle with the most is, like, latte art. Um, you said, so, in your three years of being a barista, have you been able to do any latte art? Or, like, what does that look like for you? Oh, yeah, 100%. A good latte artist can do art in any cup with any espresso and any milk. Wow. I can do it if I have the perfect espresso <laughs> and the perfect milk. Like, since I drink oat milk, I can usually get something with oat milk. But um, other than that, like, I have to use, like, cream or whole milk in order to get any sort of art. But theirs is, like, truly beautiful. And um, when you see pretty latte art, it usually means that, like, they're good at steaming their milk and making their espresso as well. So you can trust that the coffee will taste good. The presentation definitely ties into the taste of the actual drink. Yeah, I would say, like, when it comes to my fun little sweet and bitter scale that I like to kind of place the coffee I drink on, I would say for them, I would lean slightly on the sweet side, but very close to the balanced in the middle side, right? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I had their drip coffee, and to me, that like, was perfect for drip. Like, wasn't bitter at all, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought that it was pretty well balanced, pretty well done. Um, another thing I would say about their coffee is I enjoy a shop where like you can go sit down and they have like... Not just, like, plastic or, like, to-go cups. That's one of my biggest, like, coffee pet peeves. I really hate when, like, the only option is, like... Something that only you can use once. Yes, yeah, like yeah. a styrofoam cup. They have a lot of, like, reusable stuff there. And yeah. all their straws, I've noticed, since I got iced coffee this time, and although that was in, like, a to-go cup, since I didn't really specify I was staying in, their straws were, like, the biodegradable ones. Oh, which cool. I really do appreciate when a shop yeah. does that. Um, Kind of bouncing off of that, like biodegradable straw thing. They also source their coffee bean from a company called Idle Hands. Um, I'll read you some things on Idle Hands' website about them, but um, one thing they have in really big text is leave coffee better than you found it. They say, we firmly believe in the principle of collaboration, mutual growth, and equity throughout the value chain. And then they kind of go on in more detail about how they feel coffee needs to... Um, stay out of like the elitist hands and like it needs to be a community effort and we need to keep our community clean and like the production and the growing and the roasting and all of it so it's really fun to see that they also care about where they get their coffee because um at the end of the day that's what they're going through the most <laughs> so it's really important that it's sustainable I and they say sorry they say over 90% of our coffee is roasted on a Loring S35 Kestrel, meaning we currently save approximately 50,000 pounds of carbon dioxide each year compared to the traditional drum roaster. Wow, that, yeah. that's really great. I just, I think that it's, um, I understand not every shop can like participate in very like sustainable practice, but when a shop does make the effort, I do appreciate that. It makes me feel better about like, getting coffee from them and I like to support like shops that are willing to, to make that like sacrifice sometimes yeah um another thing with the shop I would say it's a very convenient place to go 
Um, if you've gone there or like, I don't know if anyone listening has gone there yet. If you haven't, and if you go to the University of Utah, there's actually a bus that stops at the student union, bus number nine, goes straight there. There's like a stop like right down the street from it. Super close. I actually took the bus there today, which I'm usually like, I like public transportation, but when I go to coffee shops, I'm usually like a car girl, right? And so I usually wouldn't, like, appreciate how, like, convenient that is, like, public transportation-wise. But I would say it's super accessible for someone who's not driving. And if you are driving, they have, like, a lot of parking. So there's plenty of good spots to park, like, down the street, parking lot behind the shop, parking lot in front of the shop. And I just think that it makes it very accessible to anybody, like, no matter what way you're trying to get there. Yeah. Um, Transportation-wise, accessible. But one thing that they kind of talk about in their like mission statement or about who they are is that they want everybody to feel welcome and included without the pressure of being in a small coffee shop. And I kind of asked them about that. I was like, what do you mean like the pressure of being in a small coffee shop? And they said sometimes people don't know a lot about coffee and they get scared to go into a small coffee shop and to order the wrong thing or to ask about it. And they didn't want to make people feel that way. They wanted everyone to feel like they were included and they can order whatever they want there, which is really fun. Um, it's also a good environment because they don't talk badly about other coffee shops. I think that's such an important thing is healthy competition. It's very important in a matter of, like, Starbucks is huge all over the United States, and without any competition, they would just reign free. But because there is competition, it's slightly less money towards Starbucks, which is awesome. Um I think that it's very great to see, like, coffee shops especially. I really like to see the community build around that since those are, like, if you've ever heard about the idea, I think it's called, like, third space. Um, And it's, like, your first space is your home. Your second space is your work. And there's this idea of the third space, which is, like, where you can spend time without, like, you know, having to be, like, working or just having to be at home. And that's something that I think a lot of people have, like, kind of said. I don't have a lot of credibility here, but it's kind of gone down, like, a lot. Like, if you think to your own life, like, what is your third space? I feel like a lot of people don't really have that anymore, like, because there's just a lot of pressure to spend a lot of money when you go places, right? And, like, I think it's a very nice third space, and they're kind of Mm -hmm. emphasizing that fact that, like, everybody's welcome here. You don't have to be worried about, like, if you know enough about coffee, like yeah. I can understand being a new coffee drinker. Like I'm thinking back <laughs> to my first time drinking coffee, right? Which I'll want to hear about your first time <laughs> drinking coffee in just a second. I'll tell you. But for me, I had never had coffee until I was like 16 years old. And um, I had no idea what to get. Like there's a very long story to this little situation of mine. But the first coffee I got was from Grounds for Coffee on 25th Street. I had no idea what to order. And so I asked the barista, I'm like, hey, I've never had coffee before. What should I get? And she's like, oh, well, like, I'll just make something good for you. Like, do you like these flavors? And I was like, yeah. So I get the coffee, and um, I didn't like it very much since I didn't like coffee at all. She made it very sweet, but it was not, like, sweet to me at, in any way. I mean, it was your first time. It was. So I was, like, trying to drink it, just trying to, like, get it down. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's so good. And she's like, is it good? And I was like, yeah. I was just, like, forcing a smile. <laughs> so I, like, take it home and... Um, had my mom try it. It was like an, a coconut oat milk latte or something. But like she put like some, it was like toasted marshmallow. That's what it was. Ooh. So yeah. So anyway, I bring Wait, it home. The drink I had at Loki today was coconut marshmallow. Really? And I got oat milk. 
That is so funny. It was delicious, though. But sorry, keep going okay. with your story. So I bring it home and I give it to my mom, who likes coffee. And um, she like tastes it and she's like, "Oh, that's really good." And I was like, "Oh, um, yeah." I mean, <laughs> so anyway, I put it into the fridge. Lies. And. I, like, go to work, and, like, days go by where I'm, like, convinced, like, I'm going to go back and drink it. I'm going to go back and drink it. This is, like, a 16-ounce, maybe even 12-ounce coffee, and it's sitting in my fridge for days, and, like, I never end up drinking it. Like, a week goes by, and I just, like, dump it down the drain, but that was my first coffee story, and then, like, it just took me a while to get, like, acclimated to it, but I feel like the vibes at Loki, like, I don't think they'd be judgmental if I came in and was, like oh, it's my first time having coffee. I feel like they'd strike me as very, like, oh, let me explain what these drinks are. Yeah, the first time trying coffee is, is definitely scary, especially growing up here in Utah, where coffee is a little taboo for, well, we know the reasons, but um, my first experience was Ariana Grande was kind of doing a partnership with Starbucks, and I was like, well, I have to try it, because I'm her biggest fan, and it was called, like, a cloud macchiato, it had, like, its own special syrup and powder or whatever, it was, like, a vanilla um, caramel macchiato, basically, and it was gross like I, I remember sipping it and being like oh, oh it was so bad <laughs> oh my <laughs> I took my friend and we were both like why do people enjoy coffee but because of my mentality I like, kept drinking it like every day you wanted and, to support Ariana Grande exactly and then um I ended up just like falling in love with that coffee I don't know I started liking the feeling I got after I drank it and um, then I got my first job as a barista at Starbucks, and it was okay, but, like, not great. Y'all know what the working environment's like. So I left to work at a little coffee shop in Conwood Heights called Kupla Coffee. Shout out to them. Um, that was a very fun place to work, and they taught me what I know about coffee. I learned so much about brewing, tasting, and origins, um, and that's kind of my story. I re- most recently have been wanting to get more involved with, like, the community, and the best way to do that right now is on Instagram. So I did start a little page, gonna shout it out right now, called Plants Coffee Earth, um, where I just post about the coffee I like, and as well as some other things that I think people who enjoy coffee would also enjoy. Um, What would you say, like... Not, like, the mission statement, but, like, what's, like, if your, um, I guess, page had, like, a... Not like I keep on going back to mission statement. Yeah, that, no. If you I, had like something like yeah. that that would like a motto to describe it, what would you say that is? I would say that Plants Coffee Earth is a place for community and a place to truly understand the love that we all share with coffee and each other. Like, I think people relate so much when it comes to coffee because literally everyone except for like one group of people drinks coffee, you know? Um, it's just like a fun thing to talk about, like, hey, what did you order today? Or what coffee shop do you go to? And I've noticed a lot of people who also enjoy coffee, like plants, like being outdoors. And those parts of life, I think, are the best parts of life. And so I've wanted a place to be able to share that with others and people to, like, collaborate on it. And, you know, I got that nine follower community going on right now. It's You got to start great. somewhere. <laughs> I think I my page has, like, 60 which it, it's, like, probably mostly cafes, which is nice. I appreciate any oh, cafe who, awesome. who's willing to follow me back on my little coffee journey here. But um, I think being involved in the coffee community, like, it's people like 
um, the people like behind Loki who are making this accessible that make it fun to be a part of the coffee community. Yeah. Like the people who are there trying to make it so it's not scary to like try your first coffee. It's not like intimidating to try your first coffee. Like feeling like you can go hang out somewhere and feel like you're cared about. Like every time I go in there, they're always so nice to me. And this goes with a lot of coffee shops, not just them. Like, I've never really had an experience at, like, a Utah coffee shop where I felt like, wow, the people in here are, like, mean. Like, people in coffee shops, don't be scared. I know it's scary. People there are very nice. And I feel like most people working in coffee are excited to help people figure out, like, what to order or, like, what to do if they've never done it before. Yeah. I will say there's one bad experience I ever had at a coffee shop. And I'm not going to name who they are. What happened? It was in Draper, Utah. And... Um, basically, I used to go there every day and I would get a pastry, because if I said what it was, it would spoil it, sorry. But I would get a pastry and a coffee every day and I'd get the same coffee. And one day the owner was working and I ordered my iced oat milk latte like I did every day. And she starts steaming the milk and I was like, oh, hey, no big deal, but the latte was iced, so just so you know. And she's like, I know, and kept steaming the milk. And I was like, no, like, it was an iced latte. I don't want it hot. She's like, this is the worst experience I've ever had with any barista. Because she felt the need to, like, lecture me on what a latte was. Like, I'd already been a barista for, like, two years at this point. She's like, an iced latte is steamed milk espresso poured over ice. And I was like, oh, my God, no. Um... So I tried it. She, like, poured me it. I tried it. It was disgusting. And I never went back to that cafe again. That is so, so sad. It was just absurd. Who in the world would steam milk to go in an iced coffee? Sorry to go off on a tangent here, but <laughs> it's so silly, goofy. I just feel like that's kind of, like, sad that she got mad at you for... Which I would assume, like, when you saw her steaming the milk, you just thought, like, oh, she must be, like, confused thinking I ordered a hot latte, right? Yeah. So I don't think, like, it was really, like, a rude thing for you to, like, point that out. But I think that's kind of, like... I... She didn't give off the vibe to someone who drank coffee. Oh. Yeah. So I think she was just a little confused. There's always room to grow. But um, I think the coffee community is sometimes a little bit... um, What's the word? What is the word? It feels inaccessible. Like, yeah, not like, clicky, but, like... You know the word, it's, like... It's, what to is people it? who are kind of outsiders to it, I could see how it can feel intimidating or, like, scary to get started with, if that's kind of where you're headed, or what are you thinking? It's, like, um the word that, like, people say when, like, they're, like, in a group of, like, rich people who think they're better than everybody else. Oh, it's just, like... Yeah, I don't know what so word you're saying, S, right? Superiority complex? No. I do think some um, people have that, which yeah. is Well, sometimes bad. the coffee community can feel um, just, like, a little preppy. like Oh, it's so preppy in here. Yeah. <laughs> it's as preppy as you thought it would be? Yes. Um, no. I think, but listen, hear me out. Coffee is, like, hear- so old. Like, you can't be preppy with coffee. And it, hear, me, hear me out here. I think that it comes off as that to people who've never given it a chance. True. But I think that, especially now, where it's pretty common to drink coffee, right? Like like you're saying, it's so old. People have been doing it forever. I think that most, like, coffee shops... I don't know. I've never really been in a coffee shop. Like I said, I've only had one bad experience. Exactly. But from an outside perspective, it's a little scary. Yeah. Like if you imagine like your first time having coffee, like if you didn't go to Starbucks, like 
And that is Where most do you people's even start? first time. Right. And hopefully that like doesn't turn them off from coffee forever. Yeah. We'll see. So when it comes to community, would you say like, what do you think coffee shops are like adding to the community? Um, well, think if you think about it, everything is like order online nowadays. Everything's like, hey, people don't really go out shopping anymore. Um, it's all done just on your computer at home and you kind of lose that sense of socializing with people, but you can't really order a coffee online unless you're going to make it at home, which is like $600 espresso machine and then you have to buy coffee and maintenance and no one has that. So you have to go out to a cafe, but I guess I should say you get to go out to a cafe because it is so fun and so much better than staying home and alone that it's a part of the community that hasn't left yet. Like, there were so many more communities in the last, like, 16 years that have just disappeared now. But the coffee community is only growing because you have to come in person for coffee. Um, and that's beautiful because you meet new people. I've met so many friends at coffee shops, and it's a great place to collaborate and do homework and just feel safe. Like, every time I walk into a coffee shop, it kind of feels like Christmas, you know? It also smells like Christmas just because coffee smells so good. But, yeah, they definitely make the community especially of salt lake city think about how many places there are that you can literally like just kind of go chill work on stuff like it's acceptable to have your computers out like working with friends talking with people like yes you can go to the library which is also a very good option like not to act like that's not an option too but the more places we can have that are just kind of like free comfortable and everything like that the better yeah and you can't talk in a library so it's a little rough it's rough out there. Yeah. So um, with your project, Plants Coffee Earth, mm-hmm. which I'm very excited to hear about and very excited to see, like, grow and get yeah. started, um, what would you say, like, I know you're, well, we talked about your motto, but what would you say your goal is? Yeah. Um, my goal is to share what I love. I think that when I love stuff, I just want everyone else to love it, too. And it's kind of hard nowadays with the closed-off communities. Um, so the goal is just to get people liking what I like. Come look at these cool plants. Come look at this coffee I made. Um, try this cool hike. And Utah is such a good hub for that. And I want to share all the fun stuff I've done over this last year. And, um, also, like, I have so many ideas for new things in the coffee world that I want other people to pursue just because I'm busy. I can't do all that. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a fun area just to experiment and see new things and try new things. And I would have never heard about, like, half the cafes I've been to if it wasn't for Instagram. Oh, so true. And other coffee shops, like, reposting each other's things and, like, yes. just being, like, kind enough, like... The healthy competition is so important. When I worked at Coopla, um, they have, like, a section on their Instagram page where they, like... It's a highlight where they only just review other coffee shops. They just go and try them and, like, post about them. I've never seen them say anything negative, but um, it's awesome. It's, like, they run three. They have one in Park City, Cottonwood Heights, and Salt Lake City, like, downtown area. But they still advertise for other people. And because of that, like, people trust them more. And they have a better sense of community. They're friends with their owners. If you go on Loki's website and you scroll, like, two pages and go to their About Us section, it lists the two coffee shops that they're grateful for. Like, the community is so pleasant if you're working with others. I think the only time your coffee shop will fail is if you are closed off to other ones. 
I think that that's, like, kind of a good general thing, too. Like, even outside of coffee, like, if you put that all aside and just kind of apply that to your own life, I think that being open to new perspectives, other people's ideas, and, like, working with others, like, hearing from other people, I think, is one of the most valuable things we can do. And I just love to see that present, especially in, like, the community that I, like, am a part of and I like to be a part of. I think a pretty similar thing is, like, you see this even with, like, other Salt Lake, like, City Weekly. They have, like, really cool projects always going on where they're trying to, like, get the community going. Like, Slug has some really good things, and a lot of people volunteer for them. And I love to see, like, the Salt Lake music scene. Like, people are always collaborating on stuff or, like, highlighting each other, going to each other's shows. Like, I love to see when people are so friendly with one another and, like, really working to build up this good community where everyone can feel, like, connected and important. Because yeah. I can understand, like, it's very scary, especially in Salt Lake. Like, you can see, like, people have a perception about, like, Utah, about our state, where they're like, if you're not a part of this one community, like, what are you even a part of, right? Yeah. And I think people are scared to come here for that. But I think that these little things, like, little small communities within our state really do show that there is a lot of us here who are just, like, overly excited just to be, like, with each other and doing things with each other, no matter, like, what anyone's background is. Yeah. And I just really think that's a great thing about, like, our state, just coffee aside even. And yeah. coffee is also a part of that. But And coffee, like, is one of the only things you can't do alone. Like, no way can you grow a bush and peel the beans and then roast the beans and then grind the beans and make it all yourself. Like, unless you have a giant-ass farm and a million dollars, no, you're dead. Mm-hmm. You need other people for coffee, and that's so fun. Um, and the more coffee shops we have, the more new drinks we get, the more trends we have. Like recently I've been seeing like this steel ball trend where you like freeze a steel ball and you like run espresso over it and it makes it really good apparently. But like that was just one person who tried that on Instagram and it went like crazy viral. So it's just kind of fun to experiment and be open to feedback and stuff like that. It's really great, I think, to see, like, these fun things, like, whether they're from our community or, like, other people drinking coffee, like, it's really fun to have something like this, like, a lot of people can relate to, um, to drinking coffee and enjoying coffee, and, like, a lot of people go there, like, just to hang out with friends, like, on first dates, on, like, hundredth dates, or, like, just seeing, like, their friends, like, everybody's there, like, it's just a good spot to have in our community, and I just... I'm super excited with, you know, the Bean Hive State and with Plants Coffee Earth, like all these different projects. Like I've seen a, a lot of people on Instagram who are going around like highlighting these like local businesses and I love to see it. Like I don't think there will ever be a day where I'm like not excited to hear about local businesses. Yeah, I mean, it only helps Utah's economy. We're also hosting the tw- 2034 Olympics. That's going to bring so many visitors and so many coffee shops are going to be full to the brim of new people, which will be so fun. Yeah, I'm just very excited to see um, just all the progress that we can see from all this collaboration and everything. And I'm excited to see where it can take us in the next few years. And it just always makes me happy. I think that one of the biggest um, things I enjoy about this collaboration is it just makes me happy to see, like you were kind of saying with your project, other people enjoying the things that I also love. Like, I don't think there's anything I love more than seeing other people enjoy the things that I enjoy. Like, I'm not trying to gatekeep coffee. Like, and no one should. Yeah, if you have a good way to make your coffee, share it with the world or else. Yes. That's a threat. (laughs) It's a threat. Yeah, I think that there's just not, like, 
a lot that can go wrong with sharing these good things and like spreading the love of coffee with everybody. But yeah. I think that that's about all I wanted to cover today. And I think that gives everyone hopefully a pretty good perception and understanding of Loki. You should definitely go try it out. We definitely had some side tangents, but overall, th- this is the feeling that Loki conveyed to us. <laughs> yes. It's an awesome cafe with awesome people, and I would try it out if I were you. Yep, definitely make a trip down there. They're very new, so it's like which is good. They're, they open November 11th, right? Yes, and they're re- releasing their food menu the weekend we're recording this, this following weekend. I guess it's not a weekend today, but... I see what you mean. Yes. So this following weekend from when we're recording, they're releasing their food menu. So they've been very busy working on lots of new stuff for everyone to try. But like everything I've had there so far, absolutely love it. And I'm not just saying that. (laughs) They're really great. Yeah. I mean, it's not sponsored, so you don't have to. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Okay. Well, thank you everyone for listening to this episode. And hopefully you'll want to come back and hear us talk a little bit more next time whenever we visit another cafe. But yeah, thank you so much for listening. And that is a wrap on the Vienna State. Thank you.